I don't usually do streams on weekends, but something happened in the industry that is so big that it's caused the market to do this. And I think that the market doesn't realize that this news actually may be bigger than the ETF news. It, this, is, this, could, this news could be bigger than the ETF news. I'm going to take you through what the news is. I'm also going to take you through a list of tokens, a spreadsheet of tokens that are going to explode as a result of this news. And it, it trust me that this news is so, so, so big that... Um, I don't believe that the market's digesting this news correctly. Also, I took probably the biggest position I've taken this year in one token. I'm gonna to show you exactly what that token is. I'm gonna show you exactly why I took this position. And I took it at four o'clock in the morning. Something happened at four o'clock in the morning that made me take this position. So, so we, it's an unscheduled weekend show. It's gonna be a huge show. Let's fucking go, guys. All right, weekend stream, emergency, emergency weekend stream because this news is big. You know, I don't come to you on the weekends unless it's really big news. If you're, if you appreciate the fact that we are, just smash the like button. If you're a new subscriber, if you're not a subscriber to this channel, subscribe to this channel. There's many reasons for you to subscribe to this channel, but I'll show you two right now. The first one is if you subscribe to the channel, you can stand a chance to win the banter bags. These, this is the biggest prize in the industry. I reckon it's going to be in the millions of dollars. If you want to win the banter bags, which is, by the way, we take $1,000 of IDO allocations, which are very, very, very hard to get. And we put them into the banter bags. And when we get a million subscribers on banter, and we're not that far away, we're growing at about 1,000 to 2,000 subscribers a day. And we get 350,000 subscribers on banter plus. One lucky subscriber who is subscribed to banter, subscribed to banter plus, and has an exchange account using any crypto banter link, which is, by the way, will win the banter bags. And if you don't have a, an exchange account, sign up with an exchange account over here. Any one of our exchange partners, not only can you win an Apple Vision Pro, which we're starting to give away on Monday, but also uh, you, will be, you will be eligible for the banter bags. All right, let's talk about why I'm here on a weekend and why I took time away from the family to bring you this emergency stream. What's so important? What's this news that is happening right now that is causing the markets to look something like this and that you can believe is bigger than the ETF. And I'll give you a clue because it's got nothing to do with Bitcoin. You can see that Bitcoin's absolutely flat, 51,168. It's really like trying really hard to hold on to that 51,600 level. But if you look at dominance, what you'll realize in the past 24 hours, the dominance has completely dropped. It's broken the 53% level. So you can see that something's happening in altcoins. And if you look deeper, what you can see is that even though Bitcoin is flat, there are certain altcoins which are exploding. So look at like, for example, Near Protocol or Blur or DYDX or Theta. Look, there's, a, there's something massive going on in the market today, but it's happening under the Bitcoin hood. And if you go into the next 100 tokens, you can see Ribbon Finance, you can see Rollbit's up 11%. What's causing this huge pump in these tokens and which tokens are actually pumping? That's what I'm going to show you today right here. So what is actually causing this? Well, what's causing this is effectively around this proposal over here. It looks like a normal Uniswap proposal. If you look at what the proposal did, though, it, it, it exploded the price of Uniswap. Now, Uniswap's been moving from, for the last, I mean, since August, it's been going from $6 or $6.20 all the way down to a low of $3.50. And it's been accumulating in this entire, entire period until yesterday when this proposal almost doubled the price of Uniswap. And this is one of the, the biggest protocols out there. 
So what is this proposal and why is it such a big deal? So let me break it down for you. This proposal is a revenue sharing proposal. This proposal, um, this proposal suggests or proposes that Uniswap share its revenue with its governance token holders. Okay, so why is that such big news? Well, the word governance is the one that you've got to look out for. Up until now, we've been buying utility governance tokens. We've been buying utility tokens, which are not securities, and they have been governance tokens. Now, what is a governance token? Effectively, it allows you to govern the future of the protocol. It allows you to make decisions to vote for the future of the protocol. Now, that doesn't sound like a very interesting proposition. And the truth is that Vitalik actually pointed this out. He said, the notion of governance rights as a narrative for why a token should be valuable is pathological. You're literally saying that I'm buying X because later on someone might buy it from me and a bunch of people to twist the protocol towards special interests. And then he says, as a regular individual, individual pay $500 to get 0.01% chance to influence the outcome of some votes. It's just not a good trade. The, people, the only people for whom it's a good trade are multimillionaires and hedge funds, including attackers. So up until now, as an industry, we've been buying governance tokens in the hope that one day we can change the way the, the, the token is going. And governance tokens have been very, very specific to exclude any mention of revenue share from the protocol. So whenever they've come out onto the market and you've bought yourself a, govern, a, a governance token, you've always bought it with a disclaimer saying it's just a, it's not a fundraising device, it's not an investment opportunity, it's just a way to, it's just a voting token. That's all the token is. It's a governance token. It's a voting token. That's all until now. Because with this Uniswap proposal, Uniswap has proposed sharing its revenue with its token governance token holders. And as I tweeted earlier, I said, the market hasn't digested how big this news is. Because here we've got a, a US-based protocol that has turned a governance token into a revenue or dividend token. And I said investors have always been skeptical of governance tokens. They always hoped that one day they would accrue value. But now a massive player, and probably the biggest player, has actually set precedent. And what I think is going to happen is that this is going to boost the entire governance token industry. So it's not actually only DeFi. It's going to boost the entire governance token industry. And if you look at the, the tokens that are actually pumping today, the majority of the ones that are pumping are actually governance tokens. And up until now, they received no revenue share. So Blur, it was a governance token which received no revenue share. DYDX, it was a governance token that received no revenue share. Re revenue share. Uniswap, Lido, if you, let's just go on to the weekly so that you guys can actually see the size of, of, of the pumps. Uniswap's up 46.67% because of this proposal. And so are many, many, many other governance tokens. What I think the market hasn't realized is the market's making this a DeFi thing. And I think that's true. The, this, is, this is applicable to a lot of DeFi protocols. And the reason why it's applicable to a lot of DeFi protocols is because the DeFi protocols typically earned a whole lot of fees through their DeFi activities, but never really shared those fees. So it's not like, like normal protocols where, or, or normal equity where they collect the fees and pay it out to the token holders. The, the, the protocols never, ever actually shared the fees with the token holders. Until now. Now we have this proposal with Uniswap. And by the way, the proposal is not just, not just yet passed, but I think a lot of people are going to pass it. I saw uh, Meltem said, so excited for the, this moment has finally arrived for Uniswap. 
I will be voting yes on distributing protocol proceeds back to Uniswap token holders. It's a big step forward for the for the biggest DeFi protocol and hopefully a new standard for DeFi and actually not even DeFi for the entire industry. For the entire industry, um, you also got Suzu saying uh, Uniswap fee is a uh, fee switch is a big moment for DeFi, not because of the immediate impact, but because it's a it signals a new era of value accrual tokenomics. What do they mean? Well. Up until now, we've avoided any mention of sharing revenue with token holders to avoid these tokens actually being securities. But now if this protocol passes, and this protocol passes by a US-based protocol. Now I know it's it's a decentralized protocol, but it was founded by a US company and the domain Uniswap is owned by a US company. If they are comfortable enough to do it, we've basically created a new type of instrument, which is superior to equity, and mimics equity and actually gives holders equity type rights because now they can vote and they can actually get dividends or they can actually get revenue, which is, which is a kind of dividend. And so the industry is starting to realize, but they don't realize the extent of this. A lot of people are looking at this as a DeFi play, but it's not a DeFi play. And we'll go through a spreadsheet that I've got in a couple of minutes and you'll see it's not only DeFi protocols. It's any protocol that, co- that collects fees and hasn't distributed it to its governance token holders. Now, that is about to change. So this guy says, Eric Parker says, Uniswap looking to turn on a mechanism that rewards people who delegate and stake their tokens, includes permissionless fee collection and distribution. Very big deal for such a massive, well-organized protocol making this move. People are starting to realize that the biggest one making this move, people are also speculating that the reason why they're comfortable to make this move now is because Coinbase the, the Coinbase case may actually be close to settled against the, the, the SEC. And so that is why an American-based protocol is actually feeling comfortable enough to, to make such a big move. He says, in all seriousness, no, this news about Uniswap can only mean one thing, Coinbase won a dismissal, and it's not news yet. Now, I don't know if that's as far as I would go, but what I would say is um, that, that I do think that Uniswap got huge legal advice and have now and are now comfortable enough to, to do something like this. Someone says, focusing on Uniswap is the wrong take here. This move by Uniswap is a significant macro shift in, in the entire crypto. It implies Uniswap is at the forefront of DeFi and the crypto world is not afraid to distribute protocol revenues to token holders. This is actually regulation alpha. It's huge. We've literally changed the entire industry in the last 24 hours or as soon as this passes to actually make governance tokens revenue tokens. So this tweet over here says, the context for this governance proposal spans far wider than Uniswap finally decided to turn it on. The likely reasoning behind this is why, is this, why this is done is the easing of the regulatory climate in the US, uh, Ripple winning, BTC ETFs approved, and likely a Coinbase dismissal. Another tweet, Uniswap Foundation announces revenue share proposal, the, uh, the lead, um, sorry, da- days after the lead Ripple Coinbase lawyer leaves to join um, to join industry and circle cuts ties with Justin Sun, study the Game of Thrones. So it's all a, a theory around the fact that regulation is now dropping in the United States, that um, that Uniswap is actually willing to take a big step to actually change uh, to actually change the game, which is which is massive, massive, massive. So let's look at the implications of what's actually going on. Let's look at the implications of what's actually going on. Obviously, we've got Uniswap pumping. Okay, now why why is Uniswap pumping? I'll show you. I'll show it to you over here. So have a look. So we've got 
Because Uniswap pumping, and as I said, Uniswap, to be honest, I held in my portfolio and, and I still hold it in some of my portfolios, but I took it out of my main portfolios. And the reality why I took it out is because it was doing nothing but accumulating for so long. Just look how long the, the accumulation was. The accumulation was, let's say, from around here. Accumulation was about 649 days, believe it or not. So, I mean, huge accumulation. And if I look at Uniswap now, let's look at the market cap. Um, and again, this is not about Uniswap. Like, so their fully diluted market cap is $11 billion, okay? And I'll, and I'll show you a few, a few statistics in, in, in a second. But someone says, if we assume that the Uni, Uniswap fee switch will apply to the same pools as Uniswap Labs front-end, taking the January data, uh, this is the amount of revenue that they'd get. If they got 15%, they get $30 million a year. Uh, 10%, they'd get $18 million a year. It's still a very low APR, but at least it's something. It's better than they used to get before. So this is what someone else says. says quick math triangulation shows Uniswap trading at a PE of 500 to 600. Um, that's much better than Uniswap without the fee switch. So it's not. It's exciting, but it's not that exciting for Uniswap because Uniswap is still slightly overvalued. Unless you look at it like this and you say, look, uh, in 2023, Coinbase did 1.3 of Uniswap's tra trading volume. Coinbase made 300 million in revenue, uh, more, more in revenue than Uniswap. Uniswap has many more liabilities. But if you look at Coinbase's market cap, so you remember Uniswap's fully diluted market cap was 11 billion. And Coinbase's market cap is... I bet you it will load. Uh, Coinbase's market cap is $40 billion. As you can see at the bottom of the screen, it's $40 billion. So, I mean, it, it just shows that there's a lot of growth for Uniswap. But as I said, this is not, the excitement here has got nothing to do with Uniswap. And I'm not actually even telling you to look at Uniswap or to be buying Uniswap. You can see that there's an entire class of tokens which have absolutely, absolutely pumped. Now, if you look closer at these tokens, what you'll realize is that most of these tokens haven't been sharing their revenue with their holders. So example, Lido hasn't been actually sharing its revenue with its holders. Um, uh, DYDX hasn't been directly sharing its revenue with its holders. So a lot of people are saying, okay, well, this is the biggest news since the ETF. I agree with that. It could even be bigger than the ETF. Not only that, this should boost all governance tokens, not only DeFi. And a lot of people are calling this a DeFi pump. It's not a DeFi pump. It's a change in the industry and a boost for any type of governance tokens, which means that our job is to find governance tokens that haven't really been sharing revenue and to start buying those governance tokens that haven't been re really sharing revenue. Because what we can assume is that over time, all of these narratives, all of these tokens will actually start pumping and all of them will actually change their tokenomics or their token structure to actually share in revenue. So as usual, what did we do? We did all the work for you. And there's a spreadsheet and we'll publish a spreadsheet after the show today. And we've given you literally a list of all the tokens that we think are going to pump. And we've, we've checked, we've looked here and we've looked as to whether or not they have actually been sharing their revenue, whether they've implemented revenue sharing it. And you can see that there's a whole lot of tokens here and there's a whole lot of opportunities here. So for example, Curve started pumping. Curve is, is one of the tokens that, that I actually started looking at. It started pumping. And if you know anything about Curve, what you'll realize is that there's a whole Curve ecosystem. So as Curve pumps, Conic will pump, Convex will pump. So you need to be looking at all these opportunities. So that's the initial pump from Curve. It went from 55 to 59. But I don't think people have caught on to Conic. And as soon as Curve pumps, then Conic, which is a 
you could almost say a derivative of curve, will actually start pumping. So keep your eyes on curve and keep your eyes on conic. One that has pumped um, is one of our sponsors. Well, not actually, they're not actually our sponsors. We just invested in them. It's called Ribbon Finance. Let me show you. So you, if you look at the top 200 tokens on Banter Bubbles. By the way, if you weren't, if you wanted to get this news sooner and you wanted to get these calls sooner, all of them were on the Banter Bubbles newsroom all day. So literally the minute we woke up this morning and we started piecing this whole thing together, we literally started talking about exactly which tokens here in the Banter Bubbles newsroom. So Curve, DYDX, One Inch, Compound, uh, uh, Trader Joe, all of these tokens, all of these tokens, we literally spoke about them eight hours ago. So you could have had this alpha eight hours ago. How do you get the, 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 the alpha eight hours ago? You go to Banter Bubbles, you go to the newsroom, and you can literally see where we're chatting to all our researchers all around the world. So what are the tokens we're looking at? Let's look. The ones that should pump, when this is all implemented, Lido, DYDX, Blur already started pumping, Aave, you'll notice that a lot of the old DeFi protocols, the V1 DeFi protocols, Aave, Compound, Synthetics, they started to pump. The reason why all of these, these tokens started to pump, Aave, Synthetics, Compound, is because these tokens were created in the old days. They were created in 2017 in, and 2018. And in those days, definitely to avoid the SEC, you would, you would have put a clause that said, this is a governance token and we do not share revenue and you should not invest in this. This is not an investment. It's just a, government, a governance token. And a lot of people thought about it exactly the same way as Vitalik tweeted, Jenny said, why would you buy a token? Because it's a governance token. But now that's changed. And you can see that all these, um, all these big old tokens, these uh, uh, synthetics, let's quickly just look, look at synthetics. So SNX, Okay, it's only up 2.74%, but I think it's, it, it actually went up yesterday. Compound, let's look at compound. Uh, oh, sorry, compound, there it is. Okay, so the, these guys all went up yesterday, which is why today the bubbles are, are, actually, are actually so small. But go through this thing, Ribbon Finance, which is, which is um, our partners, which is actually the exchange, Evo Exchange, which is a, a decentralized perpetuals exchange. This one absolutely exploded. So here, I'd be looking at the token, I'd also be using the exchange. I mean, I use the exchange all the time. I do a lot of my trading on, on this exchange. It's a decentralized exchange, which means that they don't actually store your money. Um, also, they list a whole lot of tokens before they list. If you want to sign up, there is a link here. If you use this link, not only do you qualify for the banter bags, but you also qualify to win one of our seven Apple Vision Pros that we're starting to give away on Monday. Don't say it. You were not warned. On Monday, we're starting to give these things away. Um, other tokens, SushiSwap also pumped today. You can see Sushi had a bit of a pump. It was a bit of a delayed pump. It was a bit of a delayed pump. First Uniswap pumped, and then people realized, oh, hold on a second. SushiSwap's going to do exactly the same thing. So I'm not telling you to ape into these tokens now, but I'm definitely telling you to start looking at these tokens because there might be a DeFi slash governance tokens pump. One that, I, that we did look at was Vertex. So I think it's VRTX USDT. I mean, investor in this one too. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it had a great pump. This is again, this is one of my one of the good tokens. And you can see if you look at the chart. I mean, I'm not a I'm not the biggest chartist in the world, but you can see how there was a downtrend downtrend which completely broke, and now we're we're like we're we're going all the way back up here. So that's the narrative. That's the news. It's not necessarily only a um, a uh, DeFi narrative, although DeFi will be an amazing, amazing custodian of this. The reason why DeFi will be so big is because up until now, they've been earning fees and not distributing their fees. But it's many others. Trader Joe, one of my favorite ones. Let's quickly look at Trader Joe. 
Um, Joe USDT. So let's have a look at it. I think also probably had a good pump, good pump all the way up to 6.1, started to slightly come down. So you can see that they've all pumped and they're all going to start coming down. But I think a new narrative is actually going to going to kick off here. And you can see that a whole lot of tokens are actually jumping it. Someone says, uh, the market understands how big of a deal this Uniswap fee is better than, 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 than crypto Twitter does. It's not about the discounted cash flow. It's about the legal audacity that we're doing it into the SEC's face. And he gives his own uh, uh, checklist over here. Uh, I did see some protocols actually making proposals. I think Frax was one of them. Um, yeah, he said, should, uh, should VEFXS holders vote to distribute Frax protocol revenue back to the stakers? Uh, Frax makes eight figures of annual revenue per month. That's why all of a sudden I think Frax is also pumping. Let's have a look at, at Frax. So you can see that this news is, is very, very, very big and it's literally changed the landscape. But literally, oh no, that's, that's, uh, that's, we need FXS, FXS USD. I think that's the right token. Uh, there we go so yes another little pump I think there's a long way to go with these DeFi tokens I wanted to bring this to your attention like seriously 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 early that's why we came here to do a weekend stream if you appreciate the stream smash the like button I'm going to quickly show you one of the biggest trades that I've taken, in fact, definitely the biggest trade I've taken this year, I've got to be honest with you guys. I'm going to show you why I took the token, the, the trade. I took a trade at like 4 a.m. this morning. And I want to show you, I want to show you why I actually took that trade. And then I'm also going to go through some of Satoshi's emails because uh, in the Craig Wright case, a lot of the Satoshi emails have actually been, um, uh, not leaked, but have actually been made public for the first time. So uh, Phantom says, I need the banter bag, change my wife. Soon, my friend, soon, soon. We are going to be giving, we are going to be giving away the banter bags. All right, let me show you this trade. Um, I'm going to get straight to the point. I'm going to get straight to the point. Um, so, uh, sorry, one more before before we go. There's one that I didn't mention, which is SmartDex. So SmartDex is actually one of our sponsors, but they've also got one of these governance tokens. And I mean, it's, it's the same as Uniswap, except instead of getting impermanent loss, you actually get impermanent gain. So when you get these yields on SmartDex, for being an for for LP farming, this is without the risk of impermanent loss. In fact, you get impermanent gain. So, to me, this is like a, a no-brainer. And they've actually got a token, and I don't believe that they've been distributing fees with their revenue holders other than than the the the, the uh, farming fees. So probably another one that that's worth looking at. Anyway, let's go back to the trade. This is this is the trade that I've taken. I'm going to show you why I've taken this trade. So, I started looking at ETH layer twos. The ETH layer 2s are very high, fully diluted valuations. In fact, not all ETH layer 2s, but a lot of the ETH layer 2s. Like I went through a list of the ETH layer 2s. Here they are. You can see that it's like Arbitrum, Optimism, Manta, Starknet, Base, Meta, ZK Sync, Mantle, Immutable X. I mean, Immutable X is probably an ETH layer 3 because it's a layer 2 on Polygon. But you can see a list of all the, the ETH layer 2s. And I started looking at their fully diluted valuations. So Optimism has a $15 billion fully diluted valuation. Arbitrum has $20 billion fully diluted valuation. Mantle, $5 billion. Metis, $1 billion. Matic, $10 billion. Coty, $275 million. It didn't, didn't make sense to me. Starknet, $21 billion. Um, you can see we've actually made a, a spreadsheet. Another spreadsheet. We know you guys love the spreadsheets. Uh, so we started making more of these spreadsheets for you. So um, here's a spreadsheet that shows all the TVLs of all the ETH layer 2s. And we'll keep actually updating it. Now, recently... Coty made an announcement that they're becoming an ETH layer 2. And that wasn't the only part of the announcement. The announcement also said that they've got this 
privacy-centric uh, ETH layer 2, and that they've created a new kind of technology. And at the time, I didn't really click as to how amazing this new type of technology was. They said it's a, a at Coty V2, at a core, we use advanced privacy-preserving solutions known as garbled circuits. Um, and our breakthrough results are a thousand times faster than the computation of fully homomorphic encryption, a hundred times lower latency compared to current solutions, 250 times the storage smaller storage requirements than FHE, fully homomorphic encryptions. Okay, so then the, the FHE part reminded me of something. What did it remind me of? It reminded me of an article that I read from the Multicoin Invest, Investor Summit. And I know that Multicoin are one of the, probably the best, the smartest investors in the space. And I remember when I read the article from their Investor Summit, they had a whole section around this fully homomorphic encryptions. And, you know, in this case, they said fully homomorphic encryption has been the holy grail of cryptography because it enables computation over encrypted data. Okay. So this is where, like, I started hearing about fully homomorphic encryptions. Then I saw that Multicoin actually made an investment, and I think they actually made two investments. They said, today I'm excited to announce that Multicoin has announced a $7.5 million round investment into Phoenix. Okay, what is Phoenix? They are pioneering a fundamentally new uh, approach to on-chain confidentiality. So very similar to zero knowledge proofs, where you're not actually giving away any knowledge, but you are confirming some, like, some details. So for those of you who don't know what a zero knowledge proof is, or a, zero, a ZK rollup, it is almost like a, a, a way of, of confirming data without actually showing the data. So if I want to know, for example, if I want to ask Josh, Josh, are you 21? Or are you over 21 or under 21? He can show me, without showing me his identity document, he can show me a zero knowledge proof, which means I have zero knowledge of what his birth date is, but it's just a proof that he's over 21. That's effectively what a zero knowledge proof is, right? Now, Fully homomorphic encryptions is a very similar thing. It's an advanced cryptography that enables arbitrary computation over encrypted data. To understand uh, what fully homomorphic encryption can enable, let's consider one of the most important adapts in the world, Telegram. Telegram has more than 800 monthly active users. Uh, the application is simply outstanding. It's very fast. But one of the major trade-offs is that the data is unencrypted, which means that Telegram servers store a copy of your messages in plain text, which means that if anybody hacks into their system, they're actually storing your texts. Storing messages in plain text is important for performance, but it's paramount for one of the most important features in any text-heavy app, search. When you search Telegram, Telegram servers search all of your prime messages to return results. That search would be far too slow to run locally, especially on low, low-end Android servers. Now let's consider an alternative to Telegram, which is they stored encrypted messages on servers Intuitively, server-side search does not work. If the server just sees encrypted blobs, how can it search? But that's when you bring in fully homomorphic encryptions, which means using fully homomorphic encryptions, Telegram can run server-side uh, search on a user's encrypted data without actually decrypting or reading the data. So it's a way of reading data without actually seeing the data. And this technology is very, 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 very new. And you can see that um, it's a, an innovative technology that can help you achieve zero trust, by unlocking the value of data on untrusted domains without needing to decrypt it. So it's almost like being able to search encrypted data for the answer without actually seeing the data. Okay, it's a huge, huge, huge breakthrough in data ownership, in, in, in transparency. So Multicoin made an investment in Phoenix, which is an, uh, it's a, it's a, um, a platform 
which is allowing for this FHE on-chain. And they're using a technology uh, which was Zama's FHE, uh, FHEVM technology. Okay, so that, that's what, what got me thinking. Then I read the Coty News. And the Coty News basically said, not only are they launching a layer two, but they're launching a layer two with this new technology, which is very similar to fully homomorphic encryptions, but it's actually much better. It's faster, it requires less storage, and it's actually ready to run. And so what Coty is doing is they're changing themselves from being a DAG protocol, which they are now, to a ETH layer two using FHE encryption. Now let's go back to the spreadsheet. With that in mind, when I look at the market cap of all the tokens, and I look at Arbitrum trading at an 18 billion fully diluted and Optimism trading at a 15 billion fully diluted and Starknet trading at a 20 billion dollar fully diluted. And I go, hold on a second. If Coty is an L2 on ETH, which is very, very fast, and it has this new kind of technology, which probably only Zama and Phoenix have, then what are the chances that this technology is actually worth more than 273 million fully diluted valuation? The answer for me is like, it's, it's almost a sure thing. Then look, I, I saw a tweet and, you know, I don't, I don't know why, but uh, Martini guy, he rubs me up the wrong way because I just think that he, sometimes he just, he, he shows, he shows tokens. Um, uh, what, what's the word? Like irresponsibly, but he tweeted, I'm not going to find the tweet, but he tweeted that he thinks Cody's going to go to $5. And initially I thought like, how can Cody ever get to $5? It's crazy. Why are you saying this? But then I thought, hold on, $5 is a 30x from here. 30x from here would still put it way, way, way under uh, the market cap of Optimism or Arbitrum. In fact, a 30x from here, taking Cody to $5, would take this up to $6 billion. $6 or $7 billion is still not even half the valuation of Optim Optimism, Arbitrum, Starknet, and what we think the valuation of ZK Sync is going to be. And that's why... I, I made a huge bet on, on Coty. I, I took a huge bet. I paid actually a little bit more than, than this price. But the reason why I did it is because I've, I think I may have found something that the market hasn't seen yet. Um, and I know the team. I mean, I spoke to the team. I know the team. The team are very, very, very competent. They've survived multiple bull and bear markets. And I just think that this token actually might, might not fly under the radar for, for very much longer. So that's my logic. That's why I took the trade. I wanted you guys to see it. Um, did they find that? Did they find that uh, that tweet for me? Oh man! Uh, apparently, Bitboy wanted to fight me. I don't know if anybody saw the the Bitboy's post match uh, fight. Um, let me know uh, if you, uh, interview. If if you saw Bitboy's post match interview, let me know because uh, uh, I did tease him and I said all I can say is Bitboy was lucky I wasn't in the ring with him last night. I would have destroyed him. He wouldn't have even lasted one full round. Okay, truth is that if I got into a fight with Bitpo, I'd get flattened. Okay, I've never had a fight before in my life. And I don't know. I mean, look at those eyes. This guy, this guy's ready to kill. This guy's ready to kill. Anyway, I think he, he won the fight yesterday. I actually think he won the fight. Um, look at that. Gee, imagine he did that to me. I'd be flat. I'd be like a pancake on the floor. But anyway, I, I do want to rhyme up a little bit. So I hope he reads this. Uh, let's look at Satoshi's emails because some amazing things are actually happening. So there is a court case going on right now where Craig, Craig Wright is trying to prove that he's Satoshi and people are trying to prove that he's not Satoshi. I think that's the long and the short of it. I'm not really following the court case. But what's coming out of it is a lot of Satoshi's emails. Um, I mean, Satoshi's earliest collaborators, Marty Sirius Melmi, just released the entire email history. Um, here are some of the most important findings. 
So you can see this, this is actually a conversation with Satoshi. These guys are actually having conversations with Satoshi. Now, when Satoshi was asked how Bitcoin will, will, will go, he talked about 100,000 block generating nodes is a good ballpark. And we're currently at about 50,000 um, uh, uh, um, uh, nodes. Satoshi believed that Bitcoin mining would be less energy intensive than the legacy banking system. So when he was asked, he said, uh, ironic, if we have to choose it between economic liberty and conservation, unfortunately, proof of work is the only solution I found to make peer-to-peer cash without trusted third party. Even if I wasn't using it second, uh, secondarily as a way to allocate the initial distribution of the currency, proof of work is fundamental to coordinating the network. If it did grow to consume significant energy, I think it would still be less wasteful than the entire labor and resource system of conventional banking that it would replace. I mean, this is so interesting. Um, he foresaw at least one viable non-monetary use for Bitcoin. By the way, I don't remember if we talked about this, but the other day, some people were mentioning secure timestamping. If you want to be able to prove that certain documents existed, this is what Michael Saylor is talking about and probably inscriptions. Um, this is, he talks about secure timestamping. Um, and he talks about like, like a lot of things. And then eventually he says, I know this sounds really retarded, but I still haven't been able to, to, um, to get to the, to the uh, SourceForge login page to load. So I haven't been able to read it either. Hell isn't currently actively involved. Hell Finney, which we thought was Satoshi. He helped me with a lot of uh, defending the design on the cryptography list. Uh, and with the initial testing when it was released, he carried the torch years ago and his reusable pr- uh, proof of work. I'm not going to be much help right now either. Pretty busy with work and need a break from it after 18 months of development. It would, uh, it would help if there was something for people to use it for. We need an application to bootstrap it. Any ideas? There are donors I can tap if we come up with something. So they literally didn't even know what they were creating when they created this. That just shows you like how far we've come in such a, a short period of time. In 2010, someone offered Satoshi $2,000 for his work. Notably, the donor sent it to uh, Marty's address. Uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, this is crazy. There's, I mean, you can go through as Pete Rizzo. Uh, Pete underscore Rizzo actually po- posted this whole thing. I'm not going to go through this, but there's 190-something emails. But um, uh, unbelievable to, like, to, to see how this, industry, how this industry was born and how far we've come. Uh, let's look at some altcoins. I mean, we've got some time. I've got time. You've got time. Um, let's look at some altcoins. Um... So Moby, I don't know if you guys, this is the launch pad that I've been talking about and the launch pad that I put into all of our portfolios. They're launching a, um, a Beeble, it's called. Uh, Moby has absolutely been flying. I still think there's value in this launch pad. I mean, I have been telling you guys and the guys in front runners to buy this, I think since like less than a dollar or a dollar. It's now at $2.15. I think there's still upside here. Um, I saw Near Protocol also ran, ran a lot today. Um, I think there's a big catch-up trade here on Near Protocol. Uh, I think it's currently trading at around 3.30. I wouldn't be surprised if I think it goes over four bucks, to be honest. Um, yeah, 3.64. So it is, it is actually creeping up uh, quite quickly. Um, near, then uh, I saw Akash is actually using Arweave. So all of Akash's network uh, calls are archived in perpetuity on Arweave. Nice to see two crypto projects doing this. I also saw that Akash had an amazing, amazing day today. Um, so I'm looking at the week, but let's, let's, look, at the, look, at, let's look at today. So um, AL's up, AL's up twenty seven point two percent. This thing doesn't stop. I mean, it's at thirty three cents. Holy moly! Unbelievable, unbelievable. Rollbit also up. Why? Because of fee sharing proposals. Because Rollbit can now share its fees. Nasana, our file storage protocol, the one that we like, four dollars sixty four. Holy shit! This thing is just. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. 
Um, Jasmine, Jasmine, I thought Jasmine was actually down today. People are asking, how is my short? Let's look at how my short is. I think I'm burning, to be honest. Yeah, Ajax is up again today. Holy shit. Uh, sorry, no, wait, that's not the right one. I want Ajax. Oh, down 10% today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, go down, go down. I need you to go down. And I need WorldCoin to go down. Those are the two shorts that I'm really burning on. Uh, WorldCoin. WLD, WLD, WLD. I need you down. I need you back at $7.30 uh, to, to claw out of my position. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's me for today. Unless you guys have got some q and I mean, I am around. So let's, let's do some Q&A. Uh, while we're here, someone says Cody's pumping. I think it's just the beginning. I think when the people realize what these guys have built, it's going to be huge. Most people don't realize how big it is. Most people don't. Someone says, let me into front runners. So look, we might, we might, we might. Um, right now there's a thousand people in front runners. It's, it's a closed group. We only wanted a thousand people. We made it another 500 people in. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna be subscribed to the waiting list, go subscribe now. We're not. Sh- I'm not saying anybody's getting in because I have to talk to the team and see if we can handle another 500 people. It's a very, very, very exclusive group. Uh, Filecoin token, yeah, we we're big holders of Filecoin. I took some more. I mean, I actually bought more Filecoin on the weekend. I think I paid much more than I'm paying now. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, I've, I've logged into the wrong account, so I can't even. I can't even show you guys that position. Um, Someone says, thanks, Ryan. Love the content. I love you guys as well. That's why I'm here on my weekends, bringing you, bringing you crypto love, crypto wisdom. Jupiter up next, Aptos 2. Aptos, I, I remember I went long Aptos short suey. I mean, I like Aptos and suey, but I, want, I wanted to close the gap. I think that the gap between them will close. So what you can see, if you look at Aptos and suey, I just want to show you this quickly. I think it's quite important that you understand. So they were always trading at the same market cap, the same fully diluted market cap. And then, obviously, Aptos made all the right signals. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that it was anything to do with us, but we did have a good chat in telling them what signals to do. So Aptos has a fully diluted of 10 billion, and Sui, I think, has a fully diluted of like 17 billion now. And that's why I just think that the two of them, 16 and a half billion. So, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else is there? What else is there? What about Kilt Protocol for Identity Narrative? Yeah, not bad. Root Protocol is also a good one. It's one of our sponsors, also a very good one. Um, what's your thoughts on ZK narrative? Will it ever boost? Yes, I, I think it's going to fly. I think ZK Sync is the next one to launch. And I think when ZK Sync launches, I think Starknet was a botch launch. And I said it was a botch launch. They didn't give enough of an airdrop. We don't really care about them because we never got the airdrop. Yeah. New bundle in Swissborg, they're setting it up. So yeah, you are a real DJ. I am a real DJ. You're also a real DJ. If you're here on a, Saturday, on a Saturday, you're a fucking real DJ too. Um, Josh is also a real DJ. What about letting people into crypto legends? I mean, I know front runners is closed. What about crypto legends? Uh, on the first. On the first of of of, of March, yeah. first of March. But you're gonna be with me on the first of March. You can't be letting in people into Telegram groups where we're going, bro. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I think crypto legends come first. Eh? I'm taking Josh on an adventure on the first of March. He'll tell you about it when he gets back. Listen, guys. Uh, I'm gonna get back to my family. You should probably get back to your families. Love you guys madly. Uh, remember, if you haven't yet. Uh, got an exchange account. This week is the week we'll be giving away the Apple Vision Pros. We're giving away um, we're giving away the Apple Vision Pros. We're giving away the banter bags. So go and sign up. There's a link below. Love you guys madly. I'll see you guys again on Monday. Actually, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Tomorrow, another show tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends.